Hey friend, welcome to Pursuing Goals God's Way. Have you thought about finally starting that business now that your kids are older? Do you ever stay awake wondering how to mesh your passions into purposeful work? Do you have big, ambitious goals but feel overwhelmed or even unqualified to pursue them? Hey, I'm Gabe. Not too long ago, I longed for the confidence to start an online business. I just wanted to make a difference outside my home bubble using my gifts. But I kept telling myself that I wasn't good enough, I didn't know enough, and I didn't have enough time. Until I realized something huge. My kids need me to be their example, and they need to see me win. And yours do too. In this podcast, you will learn how to clarify your goals, plan with purpose, and ditch your distractions. If you're ready to make an impact and an income, all for the glory of God, then you're in the right place. As an avid runner, I believe life is one massive marathon. It's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. So lace up those running shoes, pop in your earbuds, and let's do this thing. Hey, 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 welcome to Pursuing Goals God's Way. I am so glad you're here with me today. I am Gabe Cox, your host, and today we are talking all about simplicity. Now, if you're following along, I'm reading The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. I hope that you have been able to pick up a copy to read along with me, and I just wanted to share some short snippets of what I've been learning and some encouragement for you each week as we work to slow down toward the end of the year. So far, we've talked about the fact that hurry is the enemy to spiritual growth. We've also talked about where our time is going and the symptoms of hurry sickness. We've worked through the fact that more time isn't actually the answer and dove into the secret to the lighter life. Then I challenge you to look at your schedule to see if it aligns with your values. And we started talking about the four practices of an unhurried life. The first two being silence and solitude and Sabbath day. And now we're moving on to the third practice of an unhurried life. And that is simplicity. So here's a funny little story before we get into it. I'm going through this book with my Bible study this fall, and it's been really good quality time. I haven't been a part of an in-person Bible study in a long time, and I didn't want to add one more thing to my plate, but I was feeling pulled to start finding community inside our church, so I did it. And I'm thankful to have found a wonderful small group of women to dive into the word with. So our conversation about the Sabbath revealed that all of us have a hard time finding one full day to be able to stop completely. One is a realtor, so clients dictate her schedule. One helps with one of her older sons on the weekends. And I have kids activities many Saturdays and Sundays. But we talked about how John Mark shared he had to slow down the other six days in order to really do the Sabbath right. And we were challenged to start there to start with slowing those days and finding pockets of Sabbath. And eventually we'll make a day. That felt really good to me. It's baby steps. But as we were talking about it, we got to talking about retirement and how many who retire and don't have something else to do of purpose actually do end up passing away early. And they're left with the money they saved up for retirement. They're left with working hard every day to get to retirement, but then they don't get to enjoy that time when it comes. We discussed the possibility of having quote unquote retirement all along the way. So what if the Sabbath could be us practicing retirement? One day where we just enjoy life, how God intended us to, we work hard for six days and enjoy that seventh. Then we're not working up to something and looking forward to that day We get to experience it now in the present. So we're now calling the Sabbath, quote unquote, practicing for retirement. So if someone asks me to do something on that set aside time that I have kind of my Sabbath scheduled, 
I'm going to be like, actually, I'm practicing for retirement today. Anyway, I just thought that was a fun point that we came up with. You may hear me talk about my retirement practice here and there, but today is about simplicity, which kind of fits because the less we have in our schedule, the more time we have for the simple things. The less stuff we have, the less decisions we need to make or things that we have to take care of or house that we have to clean. Simple living is about finding joy in the things that we do have, but not just getting to get things, right? Let's talk about a few definitions of simplicity. Joshua Becker, a former pastor who writes about minimalism full-time now, says this about it. It's the intentional promotion of the things we most value and the removal of everything that distracts us from them. And then Richard Foster and Mark Scandrett say this about simplicity. Simplicity is an inward reality that can be seen in an outward lifestyle of choosing to leverage time, money, talents, and possessions toward what matters most. And finally, Henry David Thoreau, after going off into the woods, said this, simplicity, simplicity, simplicity. I say, let your affairs be as two or three and not a hundred or a thousand. Why should we live with such hurry and waste of life? So it's not just about stuff. It's about our time and schedule. It's about distractions of the mind. It's about clearing space in all areas so we can live in a way that is unhurried, allowing God to direct our steps, to really, really direct our steps. Without clutter, we can look and see what our neighbor's needs are. Over Thanksgiving, we made banana bread brownies, which is one of my favorite treats and my littlest favorites, and he likes to make them with me. And so we decided to make banana bread brownies to bring with us for our Thanksgiving celebration. But I was like, it makes such a huge batch. So what we did is we actually took some of them and we have a local fire station, like literally walking distance. It's a block away. And we brought them to them on our way to our Thanksgiving celebration, because obviously people are working on Thanksgiving. Firefighters are on call. And so the younger boys were able to ring the doorbell and give them to them and say, happy Thanksgiving. And it was just so fun to be able to have the time to do that. But you know what? We need time and space for those kinds of things. No one in a hurry has time for acts of kindness. Those in a hurry usually are a bit more rough around the edges, irritated when the line takes too long, when someone doesn't go on a yellow light, when the waitress is taking too long getting their drinks. Hurry causes fluster and annoyance. I know I've felt that as I've been in a hurry, I get really, really irritated really, really quickly. In the book, John Mark goes through 12 different ways to create simplicity in our lives. I have a few of them that I've been practicing for a while, but I want to work through them all. Some are about thinking about what we buy before we do, actually creating a budget or opting to buy higher quality, but less. One thing that I loved and took heart with was the idea of sharing more of a communal living in a way, right? So if someone else has a boat and you have a trailer, how about sharing so you don't have to buy the boat and your neighbor doesn't have to buy the trailer? Certain things that we would use very rarely. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to share with others and not to have so much stuff built up? My friends and I joke, well, I guess I'm serious. I'm hoping they are too, but that when our kids are all out of the house, we'll do a communal living. My husband and I want to buy a fifth wheel to live in and essentially travel wherever our kids are. 
and maybe have a plot of land to come back to with a trailer hookup or a small house, but we really want to live simply. But just to have what we need and experience life in a whole new way. If my friends decided to do the same, we could have plots of land in a few places, meet up sometimes, go our separate ways sometimes, but live in community together. What fun would that be? I mean, now that would be practicing retirement. So what is something you could do to simplify your life in some way this week? Go through your closet and get rid of the dozens of items of clothing you rarely wear. Maybe take something off your schedule. Maybe give away something you never use. Now, I want to leave you with this. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We've talked about this quite a bit. This verse is taken out of context by so many, making it seem like they can have or do whatever they want because of Christ. But that's not what this verse is saying. What is cool is that John Mark puts it in perspective for us to share the context of the verse. Do you know what it is? Paul is talking about contentment, living with less. So let's go back to Philippians 4.13, but let's start at verse 10. It says, I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who strengthens me. We can be happy right now through Christ who strengthens us. We can be content with what we have. We can live in the moment, practice retirement, live on less. True happiness doesn't come from stuff. Stuff can actually make us more discontent or unhappy. True happiness comes from learning how to be content and to live with purpose. We have access to the Father, and that's all we need to live in a simple and powerful way and to live a simple and powerful life. All right, let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for being the strength that we need to live in contentment, to live as you want, to live a simple yet powerful life. I pray that you will use each and every one of us in the way that you want to mold and shape us to be able to do your will, to be able to do the next right step. And I pray that you'll just help us to really be contented, contented in you, contented with what we have, and to want to live a life of simplicity so that we don't have the hurry, so that we can look to our neighbor and help our neighbor, so that we can share and just have giving hearts and giving spirits. And we can do that all through you because you will strengthen us. Thank you so much for who you are and thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, friends, in all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. If you resonate with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes or share it with a friend as this helps grow the podcast. Also, if you're not a part of Simplicity and Motherhood, consider joining us. It's a free online community built to provide support and encouragement so you can create balance and live intentionally as you go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to redhotmindset.com for more resources and to find the link to join the community. In all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you.